The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms, we're talking dairy, we're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable, and what does it mean when they're using pesticides, and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. Eat on the weekly dish. On my talk 1071, I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are uh, so glad that you have joined us for the second hour of our show, which is the first of our show of 2021. Woo-woo. I know. Feeling really good about 2021. <laughs> yes, Actually, I am. Are. I am. I'm an optimist. And optimists are going to optimist. And that's just the way it's going to go. So we're going to start off with awesome things in top two in hour two. Give me the old one. Presents. Top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. Okay, okay. Things that we love, things that we are kind of thinking about this week. What do you got? What's your first one? Since you have many to do today, I do. apparently she stacked I've the got grid. Like four of them. Okay, first of all, I just want to say that sometimes you say stuff and it doesn't sink into me until much later. <laughs> Like, so you what? have talked at length about Substack people that you follow and that you're interested in. And I'm always just like, oh, <laughs> Fine, it's like merch. her journalist thing. Yeah. Like she's going to subscribe to these fancy emails. <laughs> so somehow I was reading something in the New York Times and they were talking about this salad person. And I was like, oh, salad. I do work for salad girls. So it's good to follow salad things. I started following a substack, which just makes me laugh even saying it out loud. It is called the Department of Salad, mm-hmm. and it is the official bulletin of salad. And it is written by Emily Noon, who is a food writer. Yeah. Who you, I know, know who she is. It is the most delightful newsletter all about salad. Oh, what? Newsletters are delightful. And it's... It's just like, I, I love it. I love it. I love that she's and the salads. Aren't like your traditional salads, really? Like she had one whole uh, sweet potato salad that had like a lime vinaigrette with peanuts and cilantro. And so if you're like trying to think about eating more vegetables, 
this just whole department of salad was very refreshing and fun. And the whole time I was laughing because I was like, Stephanie is going to just be like, whatever. I mean, honestly, the newsletter thing in the food world has been like, it's it's blown up this year. It's, it's giving people, Alicia Kennedy, the woman I talk about all the mm-hmm. time, she's making as much money just in Puerto Rico writing newsletters. And she's got a book deal, but... But nonetheless, she's making as much money as when she was an editor in New York City. Yeah. Like, this is a very profitable, very popular thing. It's funny that you say that, though, because I feel like I've been talking about it for, like... Oh, you have. All year. And now I discovered it, yeah. so I'm like... But you're not alone. Someone else was like, sent me an email. What's with... Like, have you heard of a Substack? I want to be like, you know what, people? <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. Yep, I feel so like I'm, I'm screaming into credit. the void. Yep. That you've been saying it. I was slowed on the uptake. Um, by the way, also, and this is a side note for this. This is just a moment. But it was like Food and Wine wrote this big article called The Guest is, you know, the customer is not always right. And and people were like, oh, have you read this? I'm like, I wrote this. I wrote this three <laughs> you months ago. You did. And I was like, I don't want to talk to you about it because I, I wrote, wrote it. this. <laughs> but I'm not Food and Wine. So anyway. Okay. Anyway, enough of that. So what's okay? My first one I'm going to tell you is uh, Cookie Therapy. Have you heard of this site? Yes, because I read your feed. Okay, I got to tell you, I she sent me a little note a couple weeks ago, and it got buried in my inbox. And uh, this woman, Cookie Therapy, I'm going to find the the link for it. Hope so you can put it up. But she's a woman who she's a home baker. This is a cottage law thing, and she's a she's a woman of color, and she is. Baking cookies, you guys, that you basically, it's a pay it forward situation. You can go and buy the cookies. You can go in and throw like like 50 cents for a cookie. And it's a pay what you can. Or you can throw $8 and you get these big massive cookies you pick up in St. Paul. Or you, or you can have them sent to someone. Or you can pay it forward and just throw money in so that the next person has free cookies. And if you are having a bad day and you need someone to bake you cookies, you just click on the free. You just get one for like a penny. And so this is a really great idea. I, I like had, it. I love the slogan, which is take a cookie, leave a worry. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's what we sweet. Need. So that's cookie therapy. I will find that link and put that That's up. really sweet. Yep. Um, okay. Next? So over the New Year's holiday, um, my friend Miles, who is our best friend, yeah. he is a big food guy. And he's been researching the best crispy roast potatoes. Oh, interesting and research. We make roast potatoes a lot. We just cut them and roast them in a hot oven with some rosemary, salt, and pepper. Yeah. And he made these, he boiled them, and they got like all parboiled and kind of craggy around the edges. And then you crisp them in the oven after that because with all of that rough edge, there's more to bind to make them crispier. Wait, say it again. He You parboil them. Oh, okay. And they're in big chunks. They're hunky. So is it like 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 home fries? Is yes. this what we're saying? Yes. Okay. But they were like, I was like, this is a lot of work. <laughs> and he was like, they're going to be good. And they were. They were incredible. They were like a fried potato, but not fried. Totally baked. Totally roasted. And so well, I'm going to post the um, the method that. And it's just, it's a simple thing. But you just, you have, by parboiling the potatoes in an alkaline water, so it's salty water, salty water, it sort of blows up and creates a slurry, starchy surface for the potato, and it just made these incredible. If you're like a breakfast potato person, yeah, or you like crispy, huh. they were fantastic. Um, one of the potato things, like when I was doing the mandolining of the uh-huh. potatoes for the, the Hasselbeck, which they weren't Hasselbeck, they were mandolin, whatever, but they, but... 
I remembered that my mom used to make like sliced fried potatoes all the time, just in a pan, just in a like a pan fry. And I did that too with a bunch of the leftover ones. I was like, it was totally that crisp on the outside. Like you get that super butter fry crisp and then with a bunch of thyme in it. And I was like, this is what my new like quickly slice up. I need a starch part of the meal could be. Kurt makes those all the time. Does he see like, why don't I make those? On the grill. Yeah. Because they can get your kitchen kind of smelly because of the vegetable oil and stuff. But he makes some. I did it in butter. Okay. I did it in ghee. (laughs) (laughs) Ghee. Yum. Ghee is everything. All right, so my thing that I'm going to tell you about is Green Goddess dressing. And Which I, gotta I tell also you, saw on Substack. It's what? <laughs> Which I also saw in the Department oh, on, of Salad Substack. <laughs> um, here's the deal. I don't like to buy dressings because no. I... I don't like the sugar. I don't want sweet. I want my savory. You know how I feel about all of this. I don't want sweet. That's also why I don't buy tomato sauces because it's always too sweet. So salad dressings are the same. And this is, by the way, not a weight loss thing or not like an anti-sugar league. I'm just super savory. And so I want salty. And so I feel like the dressing that I make is the one that I want. And so I've learned that basically dressings, if you guys haven't figured it out, it's mayonnaise and sour cream in su- with stuff. Like, then you're let loose. Once you have got to that point and usually thinned with a bit of cream, now I am into the I've made my own mayonnaise because that's so awesome. Because I can't get Dukes anymore, so now... I'm Why making, can't you get Dukes You anymore? can, but like it's a pain to okay. go get Dukes. So I've figured out how to make it my way, which yeah. tastes exactly like Dukes. So I do that. I do creme fraiche and a little bit of cream. And I got to tell you guys, I bought a BlendJet blender, the little handheld things. I'm sure you saw it on Instagram. I did. Because you know that's where I got it. And I am, and I love it. We are having smoothies every day. It's wonderful. And we're going to, I'll talk about, I'll do like a whole segment on blending stuff, whatever with it. But I got to tell you, I, last night I was like, well, I wonder if I can do my green goddess in it. And it was so easy to do, just throw squirt of mayonnaise, a blop of creme fraiche, a little bit of cream. And then I threw every herb in my kitchen. Like I had parsley, I had rosemary, I had oregano. Um, I threw the ends, the green onion ends in there. And then I threw in a chopped up piece of garlic and some, uh, I don't have Worcestershire, so I threw soy sauce in there. It was magic. Yeah. Did you use anchovy or anchovy taste? Because that's real green guy. Yes, but I didn't have. Okay. And that's what I was thinking. I didn't have Worcestershire and I didn't have anchovy. So I threw the soy sauce for the the umami. umami. And that, you guys, that was like, why even buy, I don't even, I will never buy dressing ever again. Well, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's handy and it can be used as marinades and other things. Uh, you know, I guess, uh, I, let me, let me, let me, I should say that I, it's the creamy dressings that I will never buy. I don't buy creamy and dressings And that's the thing either. is like, you're right, because it's really, that's what I'm talking about is like the green goddesses, the ranch, of, yeah, because everything else, like a marinade, like a, like a salad girl where all of that stuff is balanced. I, I do appreciate that. And the Hidden Valley Ranch, if I ever have that out of a jar or a bottle, I always add like uh, acid to it. So I add lemon juice or water or cream and sour cream and plain yogurt. And I totally oh, doctor yeah. it because it's so sweet coming out of that jar. It's gross. Yeah, I don't buy it in that jar. I mean, I've bought the, obviously I've bought the packet of yeah, the herbs. And, and I would probably do that more likely because then I can add all my own. Because there just isn't, it's too sweet. You're right. There's sweet. a lot of sugar and stuff. It's just weird. Thousand Island too. Like, well, that's just a sugar. That's like intended to be I a know, sugar Kurt bomb. Kurt had it though. on a sandwich. I was I like, to, in what high is school, this? I used to eat French dressing <laughs> on a salad every day. Like 
I'd go to the salad bar and I'd throw yeah. my little lettuce in my croutons and then I would douse it with that French dressing. Think and now about I think the, I know it's like sugar chicken. It's just orange sugar chicken. It's and just that's the same. how I feel about ketchup too because I don't really eat it very often. Yeah. And then you get a burger and you like, oh wow, and it's always good. Yeah, but it's like wow, this is kind of like eating candy with meat. I know it's weird. Okay, sorry. What's okay, because no, you have a bunch just, to get through. Okay, so just one. One, okay. Yeah. If you want to make homemade cookie or homemade cocoa bombs, if you're having people out at your oh, fire pit, yeah, this was a, you get a to-go cup, you put your homemade cocoa bomb in there, you put crock pot, some milk or water or whatever you want to use, and then you have people over to your fire pit and you give them their mug they can take home and you have the cocoa bomb in there. And it's, you can have a little rumple mints, you can have whatever you want. It's just a cocoa bomb party. I wrote a recipe for it because I want to do it. Okay. I want to have people out to my fire pit again. Do it up. That's it. All right. We'll be back. We'll be back. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen from Weekly Dish. And I just moved from my town home in St. Paul to a single family home in Golden Valley. I have bought and sold three homes in the last five years, so while I feel like I should be an expert in buying and selling, I am not. I called on the real experts, Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty at CarrieAndSue.com. They helped me, and they will help you find the home that's right for you. When I bought my home, it was stressful. We wrote three purchase agreements, and I dumped one home after inspection because it just wasn't right for me. When you're making such a huge purchase, you want to work with experienced agents. Carrie and Sue are just that, and they are really responsive and can meet your needs quickly. They are a small but mighty team, and they were super hands-on at every step. I even got Carrie to show me three homes one afternoon, and I didn't even have an appointment scheduled. I just drove into a neighborhood that I loved, and I called her. Not what I'd recommend, but it does happen. So if you're walking down this road of buying a home for the first time, or if you're selling your home and you want to downsize, call Carrie Elkst and Sue Durfee at Lakes Area Realty. That's C-A-R-R-I-E at CarrieAndSue.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Guess what season we're in? We are in soup season. Soup season! So I did a segment on Jason's show I guess it was last week about soup. Yeah. What was interesting is, is I did a, se- a segment last February about soup too. And I was looking back to see what I had done last February. And of the 10 places that I called out the soup that I liked, five were not serving soup anymore. Yeah. And they weren't even in business. Right. So you talk about like looking at 10 years ago, a oh. year ago, the landscape is so different. Oh my God. That's. And I was sad about beyond it. saying that. I was sad about it. Of course. Um, so I found new soups. And one of the soups you've inspired me to try. So this is my day of Mia Culpa, Stephanie March. You're not always wow. just talking into the void. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Kanji from Indochine yes. Vietnamese restaurant. That's what I'm making for dinner tonight. It was so good. It's, oh, you got it from Indochine. I did. Where's I did. Indochine? On Grand Avenue. Okay. And it is um, a porridge. It's it's soupy rice. It's, it's broken down rice. I it's kinda rice was, broken down to its most beautiful soft essence i kind of said too i was like it's kind of like risotto but runnier yeah you know i mean it's, well it's what it is is you're you're literally cooking the rice until it breaks down into this beautiful soft sort of watery consistency and it makes I, it soup i love soup but what i've also kind of discovered what i love about soup is i love the condiments too because like yes. Zenbox, you know, you'd love the condiments. Uh, Ifa, I love to put like sriracha and I'd love to put the jalapenos and a ton of basil. And mm-hmm. uh, kanji, the, they have these crispy shallots and these fried little ginger pieces. Yeah. I love like all of that That's, part. To me is what, because kanji, by the way, is 
you don't go into kanji thinking that it's going to be this flavor bomb. It's 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 a breakfast soup in most of Asia. Yeah. And that's what you want it to be, this warm, comforting thing. And then you boost it. You boost it with your hot sauce, your fried shallots. Your, yeah. You know. And I like that part. Yeah. Another place that has soup that um, is got that, again, you want to top it, is the Jamaican red pea soup at Pimento Kitchen. Oh. So red peas are kidney beans, but yeah. they call them red peas. I love like lentil soups i love beans i that's kind of my jam so that this is a coconut milk based soup and then again you have lime and you can hit it with cilantro and even like bits of pulled pork or uh blackened pork like carnitas that you make in the oven to crisp up so i kind of got on this soup kick and here's why around the holiday season I was, after we broke for the show, because what was our last day on the air? Like the 22nd? Something like that, yeah. Then I like was like, oh, I can make my cookies. I can, so I made cookies and I was so sad by the time it was over. Oh. I just, they were good, but I was alone and I was decorating oh, right. them. You made the cookies and cried. I remember that. I post. just, and I was like, this is not Christmas. This is not the holiday where you just are alone <laughs> making cookies. And then I was like putting them in boxes to bring them to people that I love I was like, nobody wants these because they've already eaten all the crap. So I pivoted and I made soups. I was like, this is what I love. This is what I do. So I got all my mason jars and I made 16 quarts of soup. (laughs) I made tomato basil and I made chicken wild rice and I instant potted the chicken wild rice. I made the tomato basil on the stovetop and I jarred them all up, put them out on the porch. So they cooled down. I put ribbons on them. I went and did, uh, you did your gorilla drops. I kind of did soup drops. I brought soup to our friends, soup people that I've wanted to see for a while. I brought soup to my family. And I just had this feeling of happiness to give and to not have it be cookies necessarily. It was just nice. Yeah. So. And now that it is soup season, you can still do that. And what's so funny, yes. And because a friend of mine on the Monday after the holidays, she goes back to work January 4th. She sent me a picture. She's like sitting at my desk eating your delicious soup. Like it. it, And my sister was like, we're having soup for dinner tonight because it was one meal she didn't have to cook for her family. Yeah. Everybody likes soup, right? Well, and again, it's like this during this kind of time where it's cold and you you want something healthy. Soup is pretty healthy. It it can be. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like your loaded baked potato beer cheese soup is not. Well, but even if you wanted to do that, like and you can give little if you feel like you want to give like a little if you want to make chili and put a little bag of Fritos or whatever in there, like you can make it cute. You can make it fun. You can really do whatever. So I made a bunch of soups. Like I said, I made the Instant Pot wild rice. I made creamy roasted tomato basil. The tomato basil, this is based on Ina Garten's recipe where she takes the romas and she cuts them in half and she roasts them in the tomato before she puts them in the soup or roasts them in the oven. Uh That makes a gigantic difference. And I had a ton of roasted tomatoes from the Hilltop Garden still from the summer. So I put bags of those in and it was just, it was delicious. Also, um, chicken chili verde, just as a green soup. With just tomatillos and lime and cilantro and did that in the instant pot where you're roasting and shredding the chicken. Yep. That's pretty simple and delicious. So I just decided I am going to just be giving soups. Okay. <laughs> and here's the mason jar trick because somebody emailed me and was like, tell me about the mason jars. First of all, mason jars are inexpensive. Second of all, you can usually find them at thrift stores. Like you can find them at Arks Value Village. There's always mason jars there. 
if you get a mason jar and you fill it with soup, you want to leave about an inch and a half at the top so that the soup can expand and not crack in the freezer. Once that's happened, you put it in the freezer and it will be in there for however long. You can uh, put a ribbon on it, add a little, do whatever, but your soups are in the freezer. I literally freeze everything, you guys. I freeze the broths. I freeze the cream soups. I freeze everything. And it's great. Kurt and I have been eating soup now that I'm on the sourdough bread kick. He was like, can you, if we're going to keep eating soup, just keep making that bread. That was so good. I love that bread. Yeah. I just feel like soup is warm. Soup is comforting. It's something that you can do that is always in the freezer. So when you need a quick meal, I'm just all about soup. I know. Okay. So the idea, though, is that, um, you know, soup is something that I think, again, in the Twin Cities, it's it's because we are in this weather spell. This is something that I think uh, restaurants are also using for takeout because it's also really economical. You know, they can batch these, you know, they can make huge batches of soup and then they can sell them. And there's we're kind of in a weird space. We're kind of in a place right now where there's like a soup. There's like a soup subscription thing happening. Simples. Well, beyond that, I mean, like, right. But guess who's been doing it forever? Pam. Pam at Birdsong Soups. And we have just found out, you guys, that this is Pam Powell. uh, Yeah, Pam of Birdsong Soups is, this is her last year doing soups. And she has been doing soups out of the Midtown Global Market Kitchen forever. And she is one of, I feel like, the defining soup mavens for me. Like someone who changed my mind about what a vegan soup could be. Mm-hmm. And if you, she's Birdsong Soups, and I think we've talked about her for, I mean, we I have like how like many years, years ago? Like, yeah. I feel like it, it was kind of one of those things. But she's always a smiling face, and we super love her, and we found out from her husband that this is her last year, and we wanted to shout out to her. So Pam, enjoy your retirement. Yeah. You've really ushered in a lot of great soups in the Twin Cities. Yeah, so shout out for that. We're going to continue the soup chat in just a little bit, so Why don't you guys stay tuned and we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish brought to you by Hornitos. Oh, Bieber. (laughs) By the way, he's still cute. He's still cute. That's fine. Everyone can, you know, have their thing. And then the other song where he's lonely, lonely, lonely. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. So much loneliness. I was like, oh, God, poor child. Uh, Hey, we're talking about soups because it's soup season. So we wanted to continue the chatter about this. Um, so beyond uh, Pam Knutson of Birdsong Soups, we uh, who we love, we there are. I mean, there. I think that the Twin Cities have sort of upped their soup game. I think it's been a long time coming. Like if you think about the Byerly's chicken wild rice soup, like, which is fantastic. Yeah, frozen soups. They pioneered that stuff. Their beer cheese is still 80s. fantastic. Oh God, the beer cheese it's situation. Great. We should find. Do you have a beer cheese recipe that you love? You know, no, I don't either. And that's maybe a project. That could be a good food project for me because I love it. Yeah. And normally I have it at Red Cow, but they don't have it on the menu right now. Right. It's a tricky soup, man, yes. because it's all about the balance. You don't want to break the cheese. You don't yes. want it to be like oily and you don't right. want it to be I'm going to try it. That's clumpy. what I'm going to do this week. Yeah. So, and, and dishers, if you guys have a beer cheese soup Please recipe share. that you love, send it. Post it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to work on that because I have another sourdough bread loaf coming. That would be good. And that would be perfect for it. Yeah, I would do that. Um, you And then letting you know that Certix is offering soups. Did you see this? Their catering arm? 
they're doing a quartz. You can buy quartz. You can buy all sorts of stuff. We've talked about Simplest, and you are a Simplest subscriber, aren't yeah, you? They, um, they have lots of soups, too, and they have delicious cookies and breads you can pair with it. You can get but like buying by the court. I think this is the key. Delivered. This isn't just getting takeout. This is not just like I got a little cup of soup and yep. it's a hot takeout. These are buying courts. And this is what's interesting to me is like that way you have it. You have some of it to eat today and then you put it in the freezer or whatever. And you have it next week or, you know, however it goes. Certix too, for me, if you're gluten free or you're vegan or you're looking to branch out into world soups. Yeah. So maybe some soups that you're not as familiar with. I think they do an amazing job in their soup department. Yeah, I do too. Um, speaking of, I always talk about the ahiaco, which is the stuff that I make usually in the springtime, which is if you don't want a creamy soup, but you want a soup that is like, you don't want to use actual cream yep. in your soup, um, a way to do it. And I don't know why this is a ahiaco is, is I'm going to find the recipe that I have on my what to cook for when and post it for you. But it is basically where you take, you kind of cook down a chicken soup with chicken stock and all the good stuff. And instead of putting potatoes, you know, what I do is I shred the potatoes and I cook like on the shredder, like a cheese grater and you shred them into that and they break down those little strands break down so that that starchiness gives you that same viscosity of like a creamy soup, but without any dairy. And it's just in the broth. Yeah. That's smart. It cooks, yeah. So, because you, if you if you shred the potatoes into these little thin strands, then they sort of, and they cook down, they break yeah. down. And it's really great because if for the non-dairy, you know, people. And then I also like to put in avocados when I'm eating it. And I take just little chunks of avocado and I serve it in there right before you start eating because that way you get a creaminess again with it of without any dairy. Yeah. So another way to do that is rice. So just to really True. when you're cooking True. rice, really overcook some rice. A congee, and then, if you will. Yeah, blend it up. And then you've oh, got Oh, you that like hit it with cream. a blender. I do. Oh. And then you've got this creamy base that's not based in or and you can also do the same thing with beans. Right. So just, you know, pureeing some beans ahead of time or even vegetables. Yeah. So like if you're making a, a squash soup or a carrot soup and you don't want to use cream, just taking some of that vegetable and pureeing it a little harder yeah. to give it some, again, viscosity is a good word. The big thing for me is I get into a space of white bean soup and I have like, I don't know if there's like a white bean soup in my memory that I'm always chasing. Ham. But I, you, here's the thing is, I don't know, like I'm always chasing this white bean soup and I, it's like I make all these different versions of it and, and it's never like, eh, quite the one that I want. That's how I feel about beef barley. My mom used to make the best beef barley soup. I've made it good once. I've made it okay tons of times. Yeah. But yeah, beef barley. Let me tell you about the bean situation though, because I mean, here's the, I'm going to ask you this question because... You can buy cans beans, mm-hmm. and that's I'm not against buying a can. In fact, I buy a lot of canned beans, uh, mostly for chilies and things like that. But buying the dried beans, and then let me ask you this: Do you rehydrate yours in stock and then use it in a soup? Or it depends. Do you use them? Do you like hydrate them in the cook them in the instant pot? It depends. If I want a really creamy soup, I'll do them in the instant pot because the beans break down a lot. Yeah. If I want more texture, then I will do them on the stovetop. Same with like pea soup. You can make delicious pea soup in the Instant Pot, but there's no shred of pea, really. Right. It's It's basically a puree. Yeah. So it just depends. So the thing I was thinking about, though, is when people hydrate their beans in water, the way that they tell them people like tons of recipes say, 
put your beans in a thing of overnight. water and then hydrate them overnight. I've never understood that. Why aren't you just cooking them in the broth? Why aren't you hydrating them in the broth? It's a great question. <clears throat> and I think a lot of recipes, I don't know why they don't do that. It's a, it's like, I know it's a step. Like, and it's like yeah. so that you have a prep. It's a, it's a prep step. But I mean, if you think about, and I think it was uh, Kenji Lopez or somebody else, I found a recipe that they were talking. He was like, I don't understand. Like, if you're looking to add flavor, I mean, like, don't you always want to add flavor? Wouldn't you hydrate it in the broth and just slowly bring them up to cook? Yeah, you would. You would. That's kind of the idea behind um, like the Instant Pot, obviously coming up to high pressure, but cooking them that way. Right. And I think time is part of it. If you've got six hours and you're doing the soup as sort of a medicinal experience, like I was at holiday, like I really was putting all this love into this soup, like that feels right. If you're trying to get dinner on the table quick and oh, you yeah. want to make a white bean chicken chili, you know, throw those in your instant pot and cook the death out of them. I would just use a can at that point then. I think. Yeah, maybe. That's my point. It's like, and I have, you know, cans of white beans that I'm sort of thinking about like, what am I going to do? Am I going to make a, you know, like a creamy puree soup or am I going to do like a chili with it? I have a white bean ham soup on my uh, Stephanie's dish.com. That's pretty good. That kind of was from my mom. Yeah. Also, I would say an under like those fried crispy sage leaves. Yeah. As a topping for white bean soup. Yeah. Is well, and that's the thing is like I get so I do potato soup so often. You know, I do the potato leek. I never do, and I oh want to. I do it. All she swaz we would make for Ellie when she was little. Yeah, I mean, potato leek is just one of those things like that. Uh, I think I make white bean like you make potato. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the comforting thing. Like the, over the over the gorilla drops, we actually sent some. We dropped some off at a friend's. We tend to bring it to people who have had pet death. And I bring them potato soup and it's like this thing of comforting and everything else. And that works. And so it's good. But I hope you have a spare quart handy. Oh, just in case. Just I'm, let me know. I'm getting in the window. Okay. My dog is 16 and she's starting to make sort of little sounds that maybe sound like she's having. No, I think she's pain. eternal. I think she's just going to keep going on <laughs> forever hope. and ever and ever. I swear. I hope. But nonetheless, that is uh, that that's the, the idea of like the comforting bit of it, you know, and it's funny to me how it's like that's potato soup is totally that moment for me. Whereas like it might not like somebody else is like, you know, like a sope, like a spicy, you know, tortilla soup. Oh, my God. Like Yum. if we had Elizabeth Reese here, we'd be talking. I have about- a good tortilla soup recipe on my site, too, that I think I did last season after she was talking about hers. Yeah. Well, hers is from her. And we always the minute I say that, Lynn, it's like the emails are coming. That's OK. That's We've recipe. got it somewhere. We'll send it to you. <laughs> I know. Elizabeth is- Reese is back at work. I know. Her little Heathcliff is just, he's like a little baby Yoda with his big eyes. He's so cute. I know. He's a pretty, pretty sweet deal. Um, last thing I want to talk about is chili and in our soup segment here. Yeah. Are you, How do you make your chili? Well, mine is a basic, I made it this week and I totally had, it's just, mine is so about, you know, crowd pleasing and let, like, let's go kind of a thing. And it's basic. I use ground beef. A lot of people love to do these like briskety stew pieces. I use, the, I use meat. Yeah. Well, I mean, I use meat, but I don't I, use beef. Oh, you? I don't use ground beef. Okay. I use chuck, chuck, like chunks of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's never <sighs> been my game and I'm not that not against it, but, um, I am. And then I just add in the beans that I want to use and I vary that every time and I throw different spices in every time. That's what makes it hard when people are like recipe because I'm like, <laughs> I, 
I can tell I too. When someone says recipe and I'm looking at what you made, I'm like, she doesn't have one for no, that. No, I don't have one for that. That's a component. That's just that's like, like part boom, of my basic boom, staples. Boom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I am going to make, and this is the last thing, I'm going to make beef bourguignon. I am making that tonight. Are you? I'm not. I'm making it on and Sunday. And I wrote a recipe. You wrote a recipe? Well, because Ina Garten, not Ina Garten, um, Julia Child, of course, the Art of French Cooking has a fabulous recipe. Yeah. And Kurt made that for me the first night that we were on our island together. Oh. And we've been sort of reminiscing about island things. Yeah. And that was the first thing he made. And then Meredith Deeds published one last week, yes. I think, in the Star Tribune. And I was like, oh, we haven't made that in a long time. So I got a huge chuck roast yesterday and cut it up. And yeah, we're going to make beef bourguignon. And that is the big thing with that I hear is that don't buy the cubed meats of your own. Like if you see stew meat, like don't buy the cubed up stew meat because you don't really know where it's It's come from. It's not the best. And also you don't know which, yeah, which cuts those are from. But if you buy a chuck roast and cut it yourself. Yep. That's different. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm going to make that tomorrow night. So yeah, I got the mushrooms. I need to stop and get. I use frozen pearl onions. Yeah, that's what that's what a onions. lot of people say though. Oh. They say that the frozen ones are actually better. Yes, when you I've done it where we did our own like crossing the pearl onions and peeling them. It's like what a pain. Yeah, no. Buy those frozen ones. I would say so. All right, there you go, you guys. That's our soup. Those are our soup journeys that we are both on right now, and uh, I'm excited to see. So yeah, if you guys have soup things that you yeah are or places loving, you love to get soup, yeah, or let us you, know. The simple soup is if you get the soup subscription, let us know. If you visit Pam Knutson at Birdsong Soups, let us know. Birchwood also, by the way, they have that soup CSA that happens all year long. That's great. And the last thing I actually want to leave you with is that you can buy, I I put up, or I think we posted the Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine Soup Season page um, that has the custom bowls from Kevin Caulfield. Those ramen bowls, I bought one for Jake and then I bought one for the Chicago, two for the Chicago boys for their takeout. Those are wonderful and beautiful and a way to totally elevate your bowl. And he's right down the road from us. Kevin Caulfield is a potter who is literally like a couple hundred feet from us right now. So local and really great stuff. And he makes dishes for tons of restaurants in town. So it feels like it totally elevates your very humble soup. All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. We're going to come back and wrap it up for you. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today, you know. Uh, we do have some fun podcast stuff coming up. So just so remember that you can always grab this show on the podcast and then we might have some interesting extra things popping up soon. We do. I think we're going to record a second helping. The second helping is what we call the extra installment of Weekly Dish, whatever it might be. Right. Sometimes it's a sponsored cast. Sometimes it's just Steph and I feel the need to talk about something in more detail. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about crock pots and instant pots with our friend Molly from Arks Value Village. Right, right, And right. it's funny. She did a promo on the Arks Value Village Instagram, and there's a picture of an orange sort of 1970s crock pot. That's the one my stepmom has. Oh, the, on our, you know, on our, we are on our Facebook page. So many people are like, oh, I still have the orange one. I still have the green one. The, I still yeah. have the, it's crazy. Yes. I love that. I sort of do love that. Um, so let's just talk about uh, just some kind of the n- new stuff that's happening in town, maybe. Sure. Some of the fun things that are kind of the restaurant stuff and other food things. Have you seen the window of Spinning Wild? Yes. Okay. I haven't been there, but I've seen it. Yeah. These are a couple. They're lovely people and they make cotton candy and they were in Keg and Case and they have since left and they opened a location on, I believe it's Marshall. I want to say it's Marshall. I should probably find out. 
I'll find out. It's right across the street from Ken Case. Okay. Yeah. So So it's right across the street. They've got a window there that has like a little village put together made with the little critters. Mm -hmm. If you have kids and you're just looking for something weird to do. Yeah. It's so sweet. Well, it's just, and it's also just a, and it's a train. It's delightful and fun. Oh, magical. Just a little bit of magic. If you need that. I agree. Totally great. Hey, I popped by cafe series, which is so Penny's coffee in Linden Hill. Hills closed, and then Sean McKenzie, who was the baker there, she bought it basically, mm-hmm. and so reopened it as Cafe Series. And I got to tell you, I just really interested by their stuff. And she's doing Turkish coffees and sort of fun stuff like that. I had a, a I like a Turkish coffee, yeah, a Dukkha latte that had uh, you know kind of a nice little. Is sweet that how you say honey. that word? They were saying Dukkha. I've always said Dukkha, Dukkha. but I guess they were all said Dukkha. Dukkha. I got LA some. It's a seasoning, basically. It is a seasoning, and I thought it was going to be a more of a savory thing and it wasn't but that's you know it was kind of interesting but they've got a lot of of uh chocolate tahini cookies and babkas and just really interesting stuff so and i had a turkish bagel which was beautiful which i thought was looked like it was going to be more it was much more lighter on the inside than i expected and i was very happy with it can i do a quick like chopped thing with you just quickly i have like half a jar of tahini that has been in my refrigerator for a long time what would you do with it Oh, well, I mean, like I would, funny enough, I would put it into white beans. If you're making like a white bean uh, spread almost, you put the tahini in and okay. it makes it kind of like, like a hummus. hummus. Okay. Like that. Um, I would also whip it into your salad. Like I would just take a spoonful and put it on, um, I would put it on spinach leaves. Okay. And just sort of thin it out a little bit maybe. Yep. And then I would just whip it around into my bowl with spinach and tomatoes and I'd probably put olives in there. And you know you'd put eggs. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would do. All right. Yeah, I know. I have tahini in my fridge, too, from when I was making my own hummus. And then I was like, I'm not going to make any more hummus. I made hummus. hummus. You know, hummus is one of those things that I don't know if the grief to dollar ratio doing it yourself is. I don't feel like it's any better. I don't make great hummus, so I'm not going to continue to try. Yep. So I'm just going to buy the good stuff that I can get. Yeah. That's how I've sort of. I'm with Leveled you. Out. That's just one of those things that's like. But what? also that tahini, I would say, if you want to put that, she, I mean, she puts it in her chocolate chip cookies. And it's kind of this beautiful, nutty way of not having nuts. Okay. You know? Yum. And so that's a really good idea. Um, we all heard that Baluto is opening a second spot. Yes. I mean, everyone loves that. So that's kind of exciting. I'm excited for him. Yeah. Um, uh, Suki and Mimi, by the way, I don't know if you've heard that she and Kim's new tortilla place is on the verge of opening, but right now they're doing meal kits. So if you want, apparently there's a lot of chopping. We should have said that to our, our question lady, but there's a a lot of chopping and, and cooking along that goes with getting a meal kit from there. And there's carnitas. There was a duck. There was a Peking duck psalm, you know, situation. Oh boy. I know. That sounds good. I didn't see that restocked. Peking duck. I know. She did I'd that like for some New Year's. Good Peking duck. Yeah. I thought I that was a good I saw duck at Lunds and Byerly's over the New Year, and I oh. was like, oh, I need to buy a breast of duck. I feel like duck was the thing this Christmas. I feel like I got more. Beef Wellington. How many people beef made Wellington. Beef Wellington? Oh, my God. That's still and it looks a thing. hard. Yeah. That's still a thing. There's a lot of beef I kind of want to do that this year. That's another food goal. That's another food goal? Yeah. So what was the other one I do? you just recommended? We were just talking about it five minutes ago. You were like, oh, that's a food goal. You're right. What did I say? So I have beef wellington. I've already done the sourdough bread. What there was, was another it? one, and I can't remember what it was. You said, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do that. Okay. Oh, dang it. Someone will text me because yeah. I can't remember. I know. We're just like that. That just happens in our brains. Um, 
Oh man, now I really I know. It's and then that's gonna me. make me crazy and hope you don't remember. Is either. it the soup? The, you like the potato bean soup, or did you talk about something else? And I totally yeah, you were <laughs> I'm busy. not helping. You can say you were busy. <laughs> um, yeah, nope. I no don't idea. remember. Okay, it'll come to us, and then I'll scream it into the microphone. Um, is yeah? Is anybody on Twitter gonna answer us? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> if they're still on Twitter. I know. If they haven't been banned. I have not been banned. Uh, also, I want to let you know there's a new little place in the Grays. There's two new places in the Grays Food Hall in North Loop. Okay. One, Bad Wings, which is the Soul Bowl Wing, you know, pop-up. Or basically, yep. not a pop-up anymore. It's an actual place. And they are Bad Wings. That's uh, Jared and Brittany class. They have opened up in the Gray's North Loop right underneath Soul Bowl. And then there's this new place called It's 7 a.m. Somewhere. And it's a veteran-owned food truck that is now, you know, got a space in the hall. And they're doing, like, egg sandwiches and breakfast hush puppies, a meat raffle waffle. They've got kind of a sassy little vibe that's a lot of fun. So... Did you get our, our friend Phil called? Is it the beer cheese soup? It's yes. the beer cheese. See, well, at least I found the soup. Researcher yes. Phil. Yes. Well done, Phil. <laughs> God, what would we do without Phil? <laughs> I love it. That's oh, amazing. Someone else just texted too. Thanks, Maria. Beer cheese beer soup. Beer cheese soup. Okay, Sorry. I'm making the list right now. So Make far, it. it's beef Write Wellington it dumplings and beer cheese soup. Okay, good. You're really kicking it on there. Um, and I will say that like everybody on the, uh, on the Facebook thread, this is a great place to look for food projects that we put up there because people are like, you know, I'm going to learn how to do, uh, use my cookbooks. I love this. Use my cookbooks and not just Google recipes. I love that. And of course we have that, that service. Remember the cookbook service? Yes. CKBK and, or eat your books. That's what it's called. The subscription. I love that. And you can basically Google like. While you're sitting at your place, like know that you have a book on your shelf. And instead of if you're at work or you're doing something else, you can look through it to kind of see what's around. Um, so there's that. I love that. Hey, I wanted to also make sure to, to let you guys know that uh, El Taco Riendo, which was uh, the place in central off central in northeast mm-hmm. that burned down, you know, when we had those fires early in the in the year 21, they are back open and I love their burritos. So if you're looking for a big, giant, fat burrito, it's El Taco Riendo. It's is that right place open over there? Is it Drips and Drabs? What is it called? Dipped in Debris. Thank you. And is that open? It's next to Senyai Senlek? It is. And in fact, my friend Charles Awad had a great picture of a double kimchi burger that Yum. he got. We went there and it was so good. Dipped oh, in Debris. That was one of our favorite podcasts yeah. in which I basically broke you down like with like your fear of deli counters. Yep. That was that one. Yep. And where I cried in the grocery store. Yep. Oh my God, I love that so much. Hey, our friend Scott Pompu is uh, doing a collaboration with Nighthawks Diner, which is in Kingfield. And they're doing kind of a, they called it initially the Blue Plate Special, but they're really just doing comfort food. And so every week they're going to have a nightly special, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. He did meatloaf last night, sold out. But he's going to be doing Coca Van and he's going to be That's doing. That's on my list. That's too. a put it on the list, Coca Van. Coca Van. And I want to use the Julia Child recipe. Definitely. You have the Dutch ovens. I do. All right, you guys, we're, we're going to go. But next week, we're going to talk about healthy eating. And I have some great news about myths of diets. Oh, good. It's going to be fun. You know, I've been on all I know. of them. <laughs> I love it. We're going to talk about it. All right. Have a great Saturday, everybody. Ciao, ciao.